Well, I'll be. Is this thing working or not today? I love it when I can see those wave files. Oh, that's a winner. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to room 122. This is Mr. Hicks. I realize I've taken about a week off here, and it's uh, it was tough for me to do, but I had a lot of stuff going on with my classes this week, and so I just need a little extra time to focus on that type of media. Got some good plans coming up here for my class. I also, um, these last couple weeks, have been doing multiple live sessions per week with my class, and so that's been taking uh, a lot of extra planning, uh, recording, and, uh, well, and of course, a live session of that. So uh, bear with me as my what was a daily podcast might become a bit more sporadic, hopefully still a couple times a week. Uh, but moving forward, uh, hopefully you guys can still tune in as much as possible. A uh, couple of really fun things I've been doing. Uh, first thing, I've taken a new role in the school uh, during the, uh, the COVID crisis. And I am kind of a teacher support for other teachers uh, in technology needs. Now, most teachers have been using technology in their classroom uh, for many years, especially since our district has gone uh, to the Chromebook and the one-to-one uh, -one technology initiative. However, there are still quite a few teachers who uh, maybe don't use technology on the daily uh, for class. And while they might be really good at it for personal needs, uh, when it comes to creating stuff for students, sharing that stuff, and uh, presenting it in a way that is accessible for students, and you know maybe that's recording it, uh, both video and audio, uh, but they lack in those skill sets a little bit, or they just haven't used them in a long time, and they need some help getting back on track with it. So that's kind of where my uh, my new little role uh, this spring has taken me. So I've been working a lot with teachers the last couple of weeks individually and a little bit on the whole building level to kind of help coach them through. So it's been a really fun challenge for me as I've been getting to explore some new tools uh, as well as helping them out uh, with some of the tools that they need to use. So yeah, pretty good stuff. Uh, going into the weekend, well, it all feels like a weird mixture of weekdays and weekends right now but going into this weekend a uh, little bit of fun stuff we got a fresh batch of new snow up in Grand Lake we got almost a foot maybe a little bit more than a foot uh, around my place so getting out and enjoying that snow putting the snowshoes back on maybe getting the snow bike back out uh, it was odd I think it was on Wednesday I went out on a a bike ride and it was a complete dirt bike ride all dirt no snow and then uh and now we're back to breaking trail through uh, a foot of snow so it's been very interesting so hopefully you guys are getting out uh getting some fresh air and enjoying that snow up here in the mountains as well uh i had a meeting today i'm on this uh cabinet coalition and it's with our uh, commissioner of education here in colorado and it's myself and about 20 other teachers from all over the state, uh, some large school districts and some small school districts like our own. And we get together quarterly, so four times a year. 
and this is something new that I joined this year. And our first two meetings this year, we got together. We meet for almost the entire day. Uh, we have lunch together. We have different guest speakers. Uh, we all get to share a little bit about our districts. And today we actually had to do an online session. And it was interesting. I, you know, I mean, it was a lot shorter. It was only a couple hours. Uh, but we, of course, did not get to really eat lunch together. <clears throat> but it was great to hear what other districts in our state are doing and I got to imagine it's like that across the country as well. Uh, but I, I feel very fortunate to be where I am right now. And as far as our district goes, it sounds like we're handling it just as well or better than anybody. And so very excited as far as um, and just pleased to be in our district where the, the teachers, the administrators, the community have all really pushed to make sure that students are learning the best that they can right now because it's not easy and listening to these other teachers yeah in general they're doing a really nice job in all these other districts but there are some districts that are struggling there are some teachers that are struggling and so it's really tough to hear those stories and you know my heart goes out to those kids and staff and families that you know maybe are having a tougher time reaching education right now than uh, what we are so if you know anybody out there and if there's something that we can do to help support them you know by all means uh, be in touch. One thing I took away from today's meeting today, uh, we had uh, the Department of Health in our uh, meeting today. One of like the head nurses in the Department of Health. She's like our, uh, as our commissioner called her, she's like our state school nurse. And she uh, she presented just on how people are dealing with this, not just in a health way, but in a mental health way, too. You know, the way that people deal with a crisis is really tough. And, you know, we have to consider some of the long-term effects. But one positive thing that she brought up is this, it's called Lessons from Geese. And I forget the actual author. It's a blogger. It's I'm looking at it right now. It's Lolly Daskal. And she writes about uh, what we can learn about geese as far as uh, being kind of like a, a flock or a, a pack animal, if you will, as far as humans. Humans are so often, you know, we're independent. We, uh, we have our own little lives and, you know, maybe a little bit of a family. But otherwise, you know, we have kind of our own agendas. But in times like this, we got to kind of get back to that flock or that pack animal mentality. And what can we do as animals, well, not animals, as humans in a flock to support each other. And so things that we can learn from geese, because geese are like the ultimate flock animal, uh, or flock bird, I should say. And the first thing is interdependence or unity. And in this, we always look at geese as, uh, you know, flying in their V. I mean, that's like one of the big things that we always see them do. But what we got to remember is that when they're in that V, they're not following the same leader all the time. Those geese are, you know, constantly changing out who is leading that V. As one starts to get tired, it drops back in the formation. And another goose will take over until it is tired, and it will drop back. And they go through a rotation of leading. This allows... Uh, 
those front geese to, yeah, they're up there, they're breaking the wind, they're leading the way, you know, that's mentally and physically ta- uh, taxing. So as they drop back, they're able to, you know, kind of rest up and eventually get back to that front position. Uh, cyclists also do this. It's a very common way that they work together in a, in a streamline or in a peloton. But as geese are flying in that V, it's really a reliance on interdependence. So it's pretty cool to think about that. You know, all the different birds have to lead. Now, as humans, we have to do the same thing. Uh, you know, whether you're at school right now as a teacher uh, or a kid, you know, learning from teachers, expect, you know, there's times when one teacher might be really out front leading the pack and helping out while another teacher might just be exhausted or you guys as students the same thing maybe it's at home with you and your siblings or your parents and you guys need to take turns on who's helping lead the flock at home maybe it's you know taking a little extra initiative with doing some dishes maybe it's uh, helping clean or cook you know take your turn at the front guys Um, be a little bit of a leader here be interdependent and when you need a rest just know that hopefully someone else is going to pick up and say, yeah, I'm ready to lead. I can take over now. Another thing from geese, and this is actually, I thought this was funny because I've always wondered about this, uh, is the, the concept of encouragement. If you guys listen to geese fly by, they're really noisy. If you, if you hear them land in a park or in the water, uh, a lot of times when I'm up, like on a walk up by uh, Lake Granby or Shadow Mountain Reservoir or even in Grand Lake, I'll hear the geese land and, and it's honk, honk, honk. And, you know, and they're, they're just noisy birds. And when you hear them fly overhead, you hear them from a long ways away. Well, this isn't them just making noise for noise sake. This is them encouraging each other. And you can also see like they are just moving along in a very like kind of pulsating or like a rhythmic way and again that's part of that encouragement like getting into that groove with each other you know honking at each other working together flapping their wings at the same time and you know the the geese in the back that are honking are kind of saying hey you know speed up keep things going and you guys got to remember as humans right now we all need encouragement these are really tough times so there's things that you guys can do now I'm not saying you should be honking at each other, but there's things that you guys can do to help encourage each other along. Uh, So keep that in mind as you are uh, working with each other and as you're being interdependent, um, honk at each other a little bit. Get get each other going. That's okay, whether that's reaching out via telephone, email, um, even just a short text message just to make sure people are doing okay and, and handling stuff all right. Encouragement. Uh, Another thing, and this is kind of going back down the list of lessons from geese, is loyalty. And you guys maybe have seen this before, where there's a couple geese that are, you know, broken off from the flock. And if a goose is ever injured or, you know, falls ill, they don't just get left alone. Normally, two or three other geese will stay back with that goose that's hurt or sick and they will stay with them until they are able to fly and travel again. And then those four, three or four geese that have now formed their own mini flock will fly and catch up because they have the four of them to work together. They'll form their own little miniature V, and they'll fly and they'll get where they need to go. 
So it's pretty crazy that these birds have that that knowledge of and that that development of loyalty in order to kind of sacrifice where they are with their flock, hang out with that lost bird and get them back. Hopefully you guys are feeling that same way right now. If you see someone that's down and out, if you see someone that's struggling, or you know a friend that ah, maybe they're struggling with school or they're struggling because they're kind of on their own at home a lot, what are the things that you can do to show some loyalty to that other person to help them back into the flock, bring them back, figure out ways you can help them? Same thing with your family. If it's a sibling, if it's a parent, what can you do to pitch in to help out, be loyal to them, get them back up and going? Because that's a big thing. And lastly, rejuvenation. Now, you guys, think about the goose. As, as a goose is flying through the sky with, their other, with the rest of their flock, where are they going? What are they doing? Well, typically... They're migrating, and they'll migrate, you know, a thousand or more miles, sometimes thousands of miles, to warm and cool weather, to where they'd like to be. It's part of that kind of rejuvenation. They are going to, in the wintertime when we see them heading south, they're heading to nice weather. They're heading to the, you know, sunny areas of southern United States, even, you know, into Central America at some points. Whereas... In the summer times when we see them heading north or like in the springtime when we see them heading right now back up north, they're hanging out up here where they're enjoying really nice temperate weather and loving the mountains, loving the lakes. We've got good runoff. They're loving it. They're heading back to Canada even. And so they're rejuvenating. They're finding places that they're comfortable. And you guys got to remember that there are times when you're going to need to rejuvenate, especially right now. I mean, you know, we're spending more time on our technology right now than uh, I think I know me personally than I ever have before. My uh, my iPhone gives me a little uh, usage report, and I've been thinking about turning the, the report off because uh, it's borderline insulting right now how much time I'm spending on my phone checking emails and updating stuff, and, and then not to mention how much extra time I'm on my computer right now. And so... When you need to rejuvenate, you need to take yourself to a place where it is relaxing, where you are comfortable, and get yourself ready to go again because it's going to be tough for a while. So you got to make sure you're allowing yourself some time to rejuvenate. Anyways, these ideas uh, from Lolly Daskal about lessons from geese just really jumped out at me. And, and while I picked up a lot of stuff from my cabinet meeting today, man, uh, who would have thought, you know, lessons from geese would be... Uh, maybe the highlight for me. Uh, hopefully you guys have picked up something and you can uh, take these lessons from geese and apply it to your own life. Just remember, you cannot fly, actually. So if there's one thing you can learn from a goose, it's all of these you know, interdependent encouragement, loyalty, and re- rejuvenation. But do not try to f- fly. You will, uh, you will fall. Um, but that's for another day. Anyways, that's all the time we have today. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Room 122. Uh, This is Mr. Hicks, and we will be back uh, hopefully in the next few days. Bye.